0: Hmm.
1: Recorded live. Good evening, everybody,
2: and welcome to another episode of Awakening uh, Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti. I have uh, Brother Ravana Noon uh, with us. Uh, It's going to be one second to get this board up. I'll make sure it's showing here before we get going here this evening. I just want to make sure i got everything up. Okay, slow, slow. All right, there we go. Let's make sure I got Brother Ravonna Nune so you he can hear me. Brother Ravonna Nune, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, very yeah, good. All right, so let's get going. We want to welcome everybody to the show. It is Thursday, August 19th. I'm sorry, August. Jesus Christ, where am I at? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. 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 Thursday. We're back.
2: Yeah, I'm going back with Thursday, October nineteenth, two thousand seventeen. Uh, we want to welcome everybody to the show. Um, again, if you're a first time listener, brand new to the show, you've never listened before, we just want to make it clear: this is an occult, metaphysical, left hand path, African witchcraft, sorcery, black magic, added to <laughs> the black arts. Um, these are the topics we talk about. This is not a religious show. We don't deal with faith and belief. Um, That's personal. Uh, We'll discuss it, but it's personal. It's just that. Beyond that, this show is about being on a path of self-mastery, and that's real simple. Just the key word in that sentence is self. Uh, So this path teaches you to take responsibility for your successes and your failures, not just responsibility for all your successes. As we've said before, everybody likes to big themselves up when things are going good or things are right, but never taking responsibility or credit for things that aren't going right or or, or things that they're messing up at. So it's a path of self mastery, and you learn. It's a learning curve as you go along that path. You correct things that need to be corrected as you travel the path. It's that simple. You don't have it all figured out one shot can't figure this out in a short period of time, it's a constant learning process, and that's the unique thing about this path. You mold and shape the experiences that you're going to go through based on the decisions and your actions that you take. It's that simple. Um, Most of the topics we talk about on this show, myself and Brother Ravonna Noon, uh, when we're talking about different occult topics, we're talking about it from experience, and that's one of the reasons that inspired us to do this show we figured we would come from a perspective not just of watching YouTube videos and pulling up things on Google and conspiracy theories and other people's opinions. We felt based on our many years of experience doing this, not that that makes us better than anybody, that's not why we were saying that, but we felt based on our years of experience we could use that experience, share it with people, uh, and motivate them to get their own experience. So when we're talking about Freemasonry, Uh, When we're talking about uh, Shriners, Esoterical Orders like OTO, the Rosicrucians, the Martinists, um, you name it. Whatever Orders we're talking about, traditions, African-based traditions such as uh, IFA, Palo, we've been participants in those things uh, for a a long portion of our life. We've been initiated in a lot of these Orders. Some Orders we're still active in. Uh, And again, we don't say that because as we tell everybody listening to the show for the first time. We're not telling you that because we're saying it's mandatory to go run out and join all those orders and be initiated in all those traditions. But we are saying if you want the experience, we encourage you to do that uh, for that purpose and that purpose only. Um, Because the reason why we suggest that, and we always hear us mention that on the introduction of the show is quite simple. There's just a lot of bullshit out there, especially, you know, with the upside and downside, to social media, the upside, Uh, It's a great way to reach a multitude of people in a short period of time. The downside is a lot of bullshit and conspiracy theories. And unfortunately, a lot of people uh, get a lot of their information off a lot of these social media platforms. Some good, some not so good. Um, So having said that, before I bring Brother Ravon in quick, I just want to give a couple of announcements uh, for this week. Uh, We do have an event, and I know some of you have contacted me. Via email, I just want to go over that event. This is, this is a detailed ritual, very important uh, for those that are attending this ritual. I want to make this clear to follow these instructions because uh, this re- this this ritual is. A, I won't say it's super lengthy, but Revanum, it's it's, it's, is that you at the wind? I know somebody's got. I don't know if that's your your phone. You got a lot of. You got a lot of yeah, cause I hear a lot of feedback. Uh, I don't know if it's you your phone. It. Could be. Yeah. Alright, I'll see if it I right, stop now, but let's just Yeah, I 'cause it couldn't hear. I was blocking it. Um again, just to uh go over just some basics for the rituals. Uh those that have contacted me, um I sent you the flyer. You have all the information on the flyer. Uh key points, real simple. We are starting on time. Okay, we'll make this crystal clear as we go down this path. Those that have been participating in the rituals I want to make this clear. It's going to get a little stricter as we go along. No more of this not come when you feel like type shit. Doors will close on time. And I don't want nobody to take shit personal. If you pop up after the fact, uh, that's just the way it is. There's reasons for that. So follow the dress code. Follow the instructions. And real simple, Don't ask. don't email me asking me questions what the ritual is about. You're wasting your time. I've gotten several emails where people are, 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 are trying to dig for information. Also, what is it about? What's this and that? That's the whole point of an initiation ritual. You don't you figure that out as you go along. If that's not okay with you, then it's probably not good that you participate in some of these rituals we do. The whole objective of the rituals is to challenge you, to, to pull out the best of your, of, your, of your mental power and your psyche, so don't email me asking me what's the rituals about, this and that. You're wasting your time and energy. Because those that have emailed me, you know what my response was. Come on the 27th and you'll find out. That's the only answer you will get from me. Uh, so it's that simple. Um, but I just want to make it clear moving forward, it's going to get a little stricter, a little tighter. It uh, doesn't get easier as you go down the path. It becomes more challenging. Um, if you want to use the word hard, you can. Uh, I don't like to use that word. I like, I like to use the word challenging because challenges bring out the best in you. Uh, So that ritual will take place on the 27th. We do need people that are coming, and that's probably the most important part of the ritual. We do need people that are attending to contact us by tomorrow, because there has to be items that are needed for the ritual per person. So we have to have a head count and have you on the list. So we do have the proper materials for you to go through the rituals. That's simple. I want to make that clear. I don't want nobody to show up, then put their name on the list, and they're not able to perform the ritual. Um, so those are the very key important points on the ritual. If you are attending, you, again, you must be on that list. We must have your name when you show up. Uh, this way we know we have the right amount of items that we need per person to perform the ritual. I just want to make that clear. Uh, all the information I am telling you is on the flyer. Um, everything I just explained is on the fly. If you're on the list, you did receive it, be it via the, if you're on the email list, if you're on the text list, et cetera, you should have received it. If you have not received it and you would like to receive that fly with the information and you would like to attend the ritual next Friday night, uh, in Hollywood, Florida at Coastal Expressions, 7 PM sharp. Uh, you can email us right here at the radio station, KHN, UM nineteen at gmail dot com. That's kanum nineteen at gmail dot com and we will get that information over to you uh so you'll have it. Okay, having said that, I'm gonna bring in brother ravana Uh
1: first of all, I'd like to pause for a moment, a moment of silence for another conscious coon that was taken out. Nature Boy. Uh <laughs> here, here's to you. Uh, another conscious idiot with the same fucking model and same fucking agenda as Mr. Porky Yorkie uh, just met his own fate. So, if you are uh, out there in your prison, you can't hear this. So, bye bye. But, anyways, um, like Brother Beniti was saying uh, on the left hand path, the path, this path is about an experience. You can't. Um, Really uh, go forward until you experience certain things on, on this path. And what I mean by that is, this path is not just about creating an illusion that you did some magical ritual and then sitting on the sidelines waiting for something to happen. This path is about actually getting some experience by doing the work and then taking actions in the, in the objective realm or the physical realm to bring about your ritual. In this existence, the problem is too many times we hear people say, I did a ritual, I did a ritual, we did a ritual. Then we ask them, Well, what did you do next? Nothing. That's like going to church praying to Jesus, God, or something and expecting some miraculous result when you haven't done anything to bring that forward. It's the same spooky mentality. This, we address on the left hand path, you address everything about your superstitions, your spooky religious uh, mentality that you still may have. Unfortunately, people still hold on to a lot of religious beliefs, and then they bring it into working in the occult, and you actually are stunting the work instead of growing in the work. Because of those religious beliefs, you create unrealistic expectations about what you should receive, what you want, what all these things are. We'll say it again. On this path, you're not going to always get what you want. You're going to get what you need. And what you need may not seem like what you really want, but you okay. best believe it's something you need. It's something you need for you to grow. It's something you need to experience. It's something you need to go through in order to get to a uh, another level of existence within your current existence. If you're too soft for that, if you're too soft to be challenged about your beliefs, too, tra- too soft to be challenged about your norms, your morals, your everything, then this may not be the show or the path for you because in this path, you challenge everything about yourself, you put everything on the table, and you take a clear inventory of your bullshit, and you really address it. You don't just sit there and say well i want to get a money let me do a money ritual i want to get money Shit, i could use anything to get uh to do a money ritual that's fine you may need the money for something in the objective or physical realm but it's not something that's going to transform you it's something that's going to help you for that moment whereas this work in this left-hand path is something that is working on your character That is for the long-term haul of your existence. That's a big difference. If you don't want to check yourself and you think you have no problems, this shit ain't for you. I done heard too many people since we've been doing these shows come on uh, and they have no problems. They swear they're special. They're the greatest this. Their vagina is the most magical. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You know.
2: And everything
1: and anything you can think of, and all of that shit is dealing with erroneous beliefs and more so uh, self-created delusions of grandeur about yourself. See, it's easy to pick out all the things you're great at, but then when I get to know you, I see all the things that you're weak at. I see all the, you know, uh, social issues you have where you can't even get along with people. That's the problem. You understand? Because right. the way they justify that is, oh, well, it's all about me. Yeah, 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 understood. Uh, yes. In, in in the end, yes, it always comes down to you. However, what's the purpose of working on yourself if it doesn't help you progress in this life? And one of the things is learning how to communicate with somebody else to, to you know, facilitate something you may need or something that is necessary in your life. This is why we do group rituals a lot of times. As a matter of fact, I think we're one of the only people so-called on the occult who ever actually do any real physical work as far as group rituals or anything else. Everything else is a money scheme for a lot of people. Hey, if that's your shit, that's your shit. But here we're going to get down to some real shit. And when you're in a group and you're in a group ritual and you're doing this, a lot of shit's going to come out of you shit that you don't expect because the energy is just bouncing around from person to person if that's too much for you stay away it's not like we need not we don't care about quantity we care about quality the quality of people and the quality of work they're willing to put into uh this path that's what we care about i don't care if we have millions of people or five people listening it's irrelevant it's the people who are willing to do the work that are really serious and dedicated to doing what is necessary for their life, for their growth, so that they can live the life that they always imagined. Instead of living a life that is scary and fearful and letting things be dictated to you, no, sorry. So if you can't handle that, it's best to hang up now. Go uh, find somebody else who's gonna massage you go matter of fact, go to go to Costa Rica, hang out with Nature Boy. <laughs> And y'all can have a good old time together.
2: Yes, beloved. Yes, beloved. Reflection. Yes, reflection.
1: Yes. Oh, and by <laughs> you know, and don't forget, we're all melanized ethereans, people. We're all melanized yes. ethereans. We'll
2: yeah, fuck okay, it. right. The doctor pork shit. But um, no, you bring up some excellent key points. Key points. And and. You know when you were talking about the rituals and and kind of the topic of the show tonight, why why, why we chose this? This kind of all ties in. It's going to segue into it. Um, you know, it, again, you're going to be challenged. You know, on everything you think you know, and I say you think you know because you're going to find out as you travel down this path a lot of things that you thought were was absolute truth. You're going to find that they actually weren't. You're gonna you're gonna wind up making a lot of corrections on theories and and. Dogmas that we've been indoctrinated with And I'm not just talking about A lot of us that have You know Been raised as As adolescents And young adults And teenagers Or young adults Through religion I'm not just talking about Through religion There's a lot of indoctrination In a lot of these So-called conscious circles And and I'm talking about that Because we run into So many conscious people Because we used to be those Quote-unquote Conscious people That belong to all these Mickey Mouse clubs And you see the religious overtones and, and a lot of their so-called states of consciousness. And, and as we said before, they've replaced, you know, monotheistic religion, but now, you know, they've just, they've just dipped it in chocolate, you know. Osiris oh, oh, oh there, you know, Horace is the Jesus story. Who gives a fuck? You understand why are we still drawing upon that when it absolutely will do nothing for us in this day and time? It's another form of mental slavery. And a lot of these things that you see these brothers and sisters arguing over in these conscious circles, it's still the Europeans' system of information and knowledge. They're debating over still. We're debating over if the fucking Hebrew Israelites were black and who's the original Hebrews and Kemet was first. When these motherfuckers are so dumb, Kemet is a Hebrew word. Anybody that really studies ancient Egypt wouldn't even use the word Kemet. That's a whole nother story. So we're arguing all these. We're sitting there telling people the white man is the devil and he's your enemy, but yet we're using all his philosophies and doctrines and dogmas, and then you see these brothers doing PowerPoints, using the Europeans' references. I mean, this shit is just out of, hand, out of control and it's ridiculous. So you're going to find out, no matter what you think you know on this path, you're going to find out it's going to be challenged, and you're going to have to get out of that white and black mindset. And I'm going to quote the great Dr. Delbert Blair. And that's one thing he always warned us about. If we don't get over this race thing and look beyond this whole black and white issue, because it seems like every conscious do- doctrine in the so-called black community is centered on race because everybody's falling into the okie-dokie with all the all shit. Look, look look, how they just distracted you with this whole protest thing in football. It went from becoming an issue of police brutality and somebody's playing tricks now and they're making it look like it's about the flag. You understand we, we told you a few years back, when all this police brutality started, we told you this was all a distraction leading up to the now. Look at the Vegas shooting, right? I don't know if you all know I have the article, and if anybody wants it, I'll fold it over to them. There was a lady that just, they just found dead. She was, she was at the Vegas shooting, okay? And she's been voicing her opinion since the shooting that there was multiple shooters there, and there were shooters on ground level. And they've been trying to silence her. Now, she just magically popped up dead the other day. The hotel worker, one of the baggage handlers that worked in the hotel was saying the same thing. He magically has now disappeared and died. Okay? I'm not promoting conspiracy theories. I'm trying to get you all to see somebody is intentionally creating these events to cause panic and fear because they got a bigger agenda. Okay? This is the shit we need to be focusing on. I've been telling you all for years, this is beyond race. This is beyond religion and personal beliefs. While we're distracted fighting over who was first, Kemet, and who's the original Hebrew, while we're doing all that stupidity and bullshit, they're working on a bigger scheme of things. And as we've said before since day one when we first started the show, you're either part of the experiment or you're controlling the experiment. This path helps you control the experiment because – As an adept of the black arts, you can control your immediate surrounding and your environment. The illusion is you think you can control everything outside of you. That's that's the illusion. This is why all of those philosophies and dogmas that are about save the world and save everybody does not work because you cannot save anything or anybody until you save yourself first. I don't give a fuck what anybody tells you. The reason why all of these things fail is the people that's trying to do the saving are fucked up themselves. That's the reality. And the only way you can correct that, if you say you're a god, right? We love to use this term. If you say you're a god, if you say you're a goddess, then you need to start living up to the actions and responsibility of a god and a goddess. And a god or a goddess creates things, produces results. That's what this path is about. What results are we talking about? You should see a drastic evolution in your mental, spiritual, financial, Physical and emotional well-being on all levels. Emotional to the point where all of that shit, the first thing that happens or pops off in the news, all, all the, all, all the um, space cowboys and cowgirls start emailing me because they spooked out. I'm not interested in a conspiracy theories. That's not, that's, that's not a reality. I told you all, look at the bigger picture. We told, go back and listen to the show we did on the Orlando shootings, How Quick People Forget. How one tragedy passes and another one happens and everybody just gets amnesia. We keep telling people when they want to do a ritualistic sacrifice for blood, this is what they do. Okay? And when I say they, you have these other secret orders that think they're feeding this fictitious God that doesn't exist. These are blood rituals and sacrifices. Go back on list listen to that show. Children and homosexuals in their eyes have the purest, innocent blood. It's more highly spiritual according to their dogma. Okay? Go back and really look at it. Stop getting caught up that it's a black and white thing, that it's just a, the government's out. The new thing is now the Russians were trying to promote black power. They had an agenda to try to get blacks to raise up to start a civil war in America. See, the same people you accuse of being the devil are the same people – that start these rumors and lies. I keep telling people that shit. All these conspiracy theories, because I told you before, if the so-called devil was that powerful as people make make it out to be, if there was something they didn't want you to know, believe your ass, you would not know it. Trust me when I tell you that. If there is some conspiracy theory out there, it's out there for a reason, because they want ignorant fools to keep passing it along until it becomes a reality. (coughs) That's one of the hardest things to condition your mind against. And this is what people fail to see. So this path is about challenging everything you think you know. And I'm not going to say what you, what you know, because thinking what you know and actually knowing it are two completely different things. You understand? So the topic that we chose tonight, because we get a lot of questions on this, this came up in a couple emails. So I figured I'd kind of use the title, which it will branch out into other areas. It's not just going to solely be on that, but I just figured we'd start there. And as this topic came up, something just told me I didn't get around to watching the movie Dark Tower. Something just told me to watch that tonight. I don't know why, but now I know why, because it's going to tie into exactly what we're talking about tonight. This whole, let's address this whole fictitious thing that people struggle with on this path, good and bad, right and wrong, light and darkness. Let's, let, let, let's address this through the concept, unfortunately, of this, God and devil concept that people still struggle with I got to keep it hundred percent real because I still get a lot of emails on this and people struggling with this shit first and foremost, the reason why the, t- t- the tonight's topic is is there a difference? Is there really a difference if you're on this path and you're and you are growing the answer is absolutely not. there is no difference if you are still differentiating between those concepts and let's even if we put it in a sense of working with energies and vibrations and frequencies when we say this is about knowing the right time to work with certain energies and frequencies, the individual is the one that classifies or identifies something as being good or bad based on their personal perception and their experience. It could be for the moment, it could be for the uh, amount of experiences that they've gathered up up to that point in their life determines how people perceive what is good or bad, what is right or wrong, or what is truth. You understand? And it all falls under that God-devil category, God supposedly representing the good, regardless of what faith-based system you're coming from, and the devil so-called representing the negative or the bad. Well, you're going to find out, that that's all a bunch of bullshit because when you really study and get down to the core essence of things, you're going to find out there is no difference. Mm-hmm. And, again, I, we don't want to get into a whole uh, uh, biblical topic because that's a waste of fucking time. But when you read through your Bible, you're going to find out <laughs> that as you read through that Bible, you're going to find out the more destructive force, as determined by religious people when dealing with murder, death, bloodshed, incest, rape, all these things that so-called are considered to be evil in the religious world, this is what the God of the Bible represents. That's all the Bible is about. Death, destruction, violence, condoning, killing people, all commanded by the so-called God of the Bible. This is a reality. I'm not making this shit up. All you got to do is read it, but nobody looks, looks at it in that context. Then you have this so-called fictitious character called the devil. When you really study and look at it, okay, you find out that actually there was more truth in the stories that they attribute to the so-called devil character as being incorrect or wrong, because a lot of the things, the garden story, you could read that for an example and see the inconsistencies. But here's something I find real interesting, okay? And we presented this quote on the show a couple of times. This is, this is really why the topic comes, comes to light based on this. You have the title Lucifer, right? And here's where people make the mistake. They hear the word Lucifer. They hear the word Azazel. They hear the word Samael. They hear the word Satan, they hear the word Satan, all these, all these attributes or titles describing a certain energy or archetype, and they think it's all the same thing, and it's not. Lucifer is not the devil or Satan. Satan, is a, Satan just simply means, as we said last week, adversary, meaning being adverse to the norm. It's a title. It's a seat that one takes when carrying out a certain state of consciousness okay, Azazel, the one removed, or the scapegoat, okay, that was describing an incident. He technically was used as the scapegoat for a situation that took place. So it's describing an action. These are different states of consciousness, and I'm, we're going to explain as we go along. It's very important for people to understand this. So when we get to Lucifer, which simply means light bearer. And this is why a Luciferian considers themselves one of the sons or daughters of the Illuminati or the Illuminated Ones. Illumination representing intellect. Not all this bullshit you see on YouTube. Oh, the Illuminati, that's the New World Order. Stop. People stop. First of all, first thing I ask people that say that shit, are you a member of the Illuminati? And every time the answer is no. And so how the fuck do you know? And you know what the next answer is? Oh, well, I saw a video on YouTube. Yeah. I saw a a video of Santa Claus on YouTube. That don't make it true. But how would you know what goes on inside of a secret order if you're not a member of that order? Somebody explain that shit to me. You, you, John Smith that works at fucking Home Depot, you got the inside scoop on a sacred order, right? You know everything about the sacred order. You know everything about the Knights of Temple. I've heard all this bullshit, and it's a bunch of nonsense, and it's got to stop. So there's a quote. That I always ask a religious person this, and their and their, and their face looks like, uh, you know, when somebody smells or you know, they step in a pile of dog shit. You know that face they get. Well, this is the face I get when, I, when this question is presented. The title for Lucifer, as you see in two quotes in the Bible, Isaiah fourteen twelve, and Revelations twenty two sixteen, referring to Jesus as the son of the or the morning star, and Lucifer is also referred to as the morning star in Isaiah fourteen twelve. Is this a coincidence? This is, all, this is all we're presenting? Is this a coincidence? So is there really any difference? Is somebody playing games and differentiating that these are two different things when in essence it's all the same thing? There's no difference. Now, why is this important to a black ad that working on this path? Let's, let's, let's start here and build with this, brother. Why is this important? Because as we've said before, what do we mean when we say a black adept knows how to work with certain energies and archetypes at certain particular times, depending on the situation and what the work dictates and calls for? See, a real black adept doesn't look at anything ever as good or bad because it's all necessary. The necessity is based on how you put it into fruition and how you work with it. That's the difference. So let's talk a little bit about that. I don't know if you want to add something
1: to that, and then we'll
2: we'll go ahead and continue yeah. on. Uh, so,
1: well, simply, um, when you deal with the adversary, uh, individuals uh, really have to take into account their own life and their patterns of their life. Look at your life. Are you a conformist, or are you somebody who goes against the norm? It's important to really understand the difference because what you may feel that you've been a let's say non-conformist all your life when you may look at it in in greater detail you may realize that you are more of a conformist than you ever really thought you were see most of the majority of people I'll give you an example Uh, people who are nationalists let's say they're all about the flag and and don't protest the flag if you kneel down during the singing the Sing National Anthem, you're, you're going against the troops. See, people think that they're rebels on, on both sides of the, of the coin, but in reality, you guys are still a part of the norm. What I mean by that is you're following a construct, the flag, National Anthem, and, and anything you're going to have is duality to it, but it still comes down to the flag and the programming you have about the flag and you feel like if you protest it, you're not conforming anymore. And you feel that if you stand up for it, then you're doing something great. But in reality, you're both doing the same shit. Just, it seems like opposite things to the same thing, which is the flag or the national anthem. But in reality, you're both actually conforming to a standard that society wants you to either do follow or rebel against so that they can label you and label your actions and label who you are. When you really realize what an adversary is, you realize you don't give a shit about none of that shit. None of that shit is relevant in your life. Whether somebody stands for the flag or protests against it, none of that shit is relevant because if you fall in line and you start having an opinion and feelings and emotions about it, you're actually under control An adversary doesn't give a fuck about that construct in any which way, form or fashion, when it comes to their governing of their life an adversary is very important when you're on the left-hand path to actually grow and address things within yourself to actually see, are you still conforming? Are you still part of uh, giving and, 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 you know, being superstitious like the rest of society or you actually really adverse to everything and anything that you've been conditioned, programmed, or raised under. So, addressing the adversary is one of the key steps that anybody could take on a left-hand path. Uh,
2: that's an excellent, excellent point. And again, like you like you say, not I want you bring up the flag thing again. That was a good that was a good point because now speaking on that topic, of those that have been following it, you stay up on current events. You know, they just now, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, ownership, uh, you know, team owners had meeting with the players' union about coming to some so-called agreement to kind of work this thing out, quote, unquote. Watch, and I'm bringing this up because what you just said, brother Ronald, Ronald Noon, technically they're conformists. And let me explain. Even the ones that claim to be protesting, because now that it's starting to hit the pocket, right, shit is starting to change now because – for one, again, if you, if you have been following the issue, you may or may not be familiar with it. Jerry Jones basically came out and told his team, anybody that doesn't stand for the flag, uh, you know, is not playing. It's not going to get paid. Watch how Negroes start to get back in, in slave mentality because now it hits the pockets. I've said before, I'm not impressed by somebody making $10 million a year thinking that they're some hero because they're taking the knee. It's real simple when you're making all that type of money in the beginning anyway because now you see the owners are starting to crack down and when it starts to hit the pockets. But at the time when a lot of the players were doing that,
1: yeah, it's, it's nice
2: when you're making millions of dollars and you have the flexibility to do that. But, see, the guy that works at a corporation or a regular job, he can't, do, he can't protest anything, any injustices he or she because nine out of ten times they're going to lose their job. So that shit doesn't impress me. All these entertainers love to speak out when they're in a position of popularity and power now, and they have the money to speak out, whereas the average person doesn't mean anything to them because they can't speak out on a regular level because of fear of losing their livelihood or their income. But to show you that they're conformists, watch now how owners start cracking down and giving ultimatums now. And when it starts to tap in and hurt people's pockets, you best believe shit's going to get real for a lot of people. Because most of these most of these athletes, and this is the reality, after sports is over for them, that's pretty much it for them. There's nothing else for them to do after that. And the sad thing about it is the majority of them don't manage their money, so they are usually broke a few years after they retire. I'm not talking about the handful that do invest, that are smart, and some of you may or may not be familiar, there was a running back that played for the Vikings. He's a college uh, and now, you know, analyst now for the last several years. Um, Robert Griffin, who played for the Vikings, was a running back. Only played for about six, seven years. Was very good at what he did. But his plan was to play for seven years, get his money, and now he's, he owns a chain of Subways, a whole bunch of different businesses that he invested into. I'm bringing it up. Long story short, he had a plan. Most of these athletes don't have a plan. They're so busy blinging all their money, pissing it away on shit that they don't need, and by the time they retire, all you hear is stories about athletes that go piss broke a couple years after they retire because of that reason. So what I'm trying to say is that's, again, part of the conformance system. Because some people, as we said before, when they get it, some people it is not good to give certain people a lot of money because they don't know what to fucking do with it. You understand? And all of that is because they've, they've been conditioned a certain way. And that's important to understand. This path is not being conditioned by anything or anybody. Not to the point where you're influenced, and those influences determine how you move, how you make your decisions. Let me give you an example. A lot of people that follow these dogmas get so interwoven in tradition, where they feel they have to dress a certain way, look a certain way, you can only do this. You can only do that. Then they have these guidelines of what's determined as acceptable or not. Let me say this, because this, this is a term you hear so much in the conscious community. And I, I'm going to be honest, it's a cop-out. You'll hear the term pseudo, okay? And I always ask people to define what that really means, okay? There are some things right off the bat that fall under the category pseudo. Okay. Bizarre shit. But when you're working black magic, and I keep telling people this, when you're working black magic, not everything is found in a fucking book. See, that's a part of indoctrination because you have the people, where would you get there from? Where did it come to? This? When you're tapping into your subjective realm, you're tapping into the very essence and nature of creation, okay, of how you tap into it as an individual. And your subjective realm is just that. It's your subjective realm, your personal universe. So not everything that you're going to work is going to be written in a book or found somewhere recorded. Because think about any spiritual system that came on the scene. Somebody had to create it and originated it, and as more people began to follow it and practice it, it became popular, and then it gets stamped as being the law on, or the authority on that particular subject. Let's use the metroneta for an example, right? And we told you all before about this. The brother that wrote the Metronetta, we can show you word for word in the first volume where he took Rosicrucian monographs, word for betum, in the temple degree initiation, temple degree two and four. And I can show you word for betum when you got done. You want to know why? Because I'm a Rosicrucian and went through that. Those that didn't, most folks have never gone through that on that level. So they wouldn't be able to identify So what a lot of these fools do is they, they cipher information from places that you will never look. So then when you see it written in the book, you go, oh, shit, that's deep. And the metuneta in the comedic community is a, is a book, a series of books that's considered as one of the foundations of comedic doctrine. So what makes that the foundation of Kemetic doctrine? Because it became popular. People followed it. Now, I'm not saying there's not anything in there that doesn't make a lot of sense or that is not factual. That's not what I'm saying at all. But the problem I have with that, and we mentioned this from on a previous show, show, this same brother made claim about not following European traditions and, and how the white man stole everything from Egypt, this and that, but yet you're taking stuff from the so-called Rosicrucian order, which you label in your book. See, this is, what, this is what sly, tricky-ass people do. They'll mention something by name and identify it and tell you to stay away from it, and that very thing they tell you to stay away from, that's what they use to, to make it look like they're coming up with some new shit. Dr. York was the master of that shit, for those that don't know or do know who he is. He was, he was the biggest fucking charlatan because he stole shit from everywhere. And this is what they do. And it gets passed along as the sole authority on that specific information. Okay? And this is the shit on this path you avoid. You never get indoctrinated to the point where you feel you have to follow something a certain way or that particular dogma is the only thing that's correct and everything else is wrong. You must dress like this. You must wear your hair like this. You must do this. You must all these rules and then turn around and say, I'm a god and a goddess. I don't deal with religion. I mean, seriously? How many of these
1: people claim to be gods and
2: goddesses but are dictated to subliminally by all these systems of indoctrination? Now, on this path, you're going to run into people who you wouldn't even know that they practice this or this is their way of life. You'll run into some people that, yeah, they might be a little more intricate and they wear a lot of symbols and so be it. But the point is that's your choice. But when somebody starts dictating to you that you need to do this and do that and then condemn you and say, well, you're not doing it right. My next question is based on fucking what? Who gave the sole authority on what's right and wrong? Because what might be right to me may be wrong to you and vice versa. And that goes back to what we said at the beginning of the show, perception. Truth is based on how we perceive it, on our experiences, how we were raised, our upbringing, our spiritual experiences, all of these things shape and factor in what we perceive as truth. Because this is why if you, this topic comes up, if you went in or around the room and asked everybody, uh, or uh, uh, if we had a group of religious people, and we asked them, define in your words what God is and what the devil is. do so you know, we probably get about 50 different concepts of how people perceive that. And the next question is, why is that? Because of what they stamp in their minds as reality, okay. That's, look, when you sit there and grasp a concept or a dogma or a creed, whatever, whatever it might be, okay, what gives it life is how strongly you uphold it, because just as strongly as you uphold it, and that belief is given life. When you come maybe to a point in your journey where you realize that that's not the truth, of reality, and you disregard it, it becomes just as quick as it became so strong in a reality, you've now teared away the fabrication from it, and now it becomes falsehood, and it becomes as strong as it used to be, it becomes weak and pathetic. This is how this path works. That's why I said earlier, when you're going, going down this path, you're going to be challenged on everything you think you know. Because here's the million-dollar question. Why do most people gravitate towards a lot of these dogmas and philosophies and get caught up in this God and devil thing and religion and faith and belief and all this nonsense? Fear of death. Don't bullshit yourself. Most of us, as we were traveling in this path, that's what interests us to, be, to belong to a lot of these dogmas and study a lot of this information because we wanted to understand the mysteries of death. Okay? Be real with yourself. Don't, don't come with all this, I, I'm this fucking guru, master teacher bullshit. Because let me, let me tell you a question. If a lot of us knew what in detail exactly happened to us at the time of death, we wouldn't even waste our time on half of the shit we study and read. Keep it real with yourself. Don't bullshit yourself. And don't say, no, or no, I'm, I'm about being one with the universe and peace and love. Bullshit. That's a mask and a disguise because you fear fucking death. Okay. And the other point that follows right behind it, you fear being alone. That's it. That's the two number one fears, whether you're conscious of it or not. I don't care how long you've been saying You can stay on the surface, not me. I know. I, I understand death because, see, I read in the coming forth by day, the opening of the mouth ceremony. Shut the fuck up. That's a symbolic explanation. Because anybody that sits there and tells you they know exactly what happens at the time of death. Tell them to go fuck themselves and they pull shit because nobody knows exactly what happens when you give that last breath up and you make that transition. You can quote any text you want. You can quote the coming forth by day. You can go into the, you can go into the uh, uh, pyramid text and quote uh, the out of the underworld. Okay? You can't confirm any of that. It's all symbolic. Remember, these texts, this whole God-devil concept, life, depth, this All of those texts were describing what was going on inside an individual's mind. These were things written by human beings. But some point in time, it gets passed down as being a reality. Okay, so when you're reading a lot of these Egyptian texts, this is why there's so much symbolism in it when you're reading about the different deities. They have connections with certain aspects of nature. Right, all of them represent a certain element or a characteristic of an individual psyche. This is why each archetype represents a certain energy. Now we can talk about light and darkness real quick, right? Where does this bullshit come from? Let's talk. A- <laughs> look, man, it's, it, it just baffles me that people still look at it like that. I get it, but I don't get it. Because the problem is when you take a lot of this shit literally, there's a way the confusion sets in. And then people pick and choose what they want to take literally, and then when they can't grasp something, they got some bullshit explanation for it. Oh, no, no, you see, well, that's that. Wait, wait, wait. On oh, So you pick and choose what's literal, and then whatever you can't explain, it's symbolic, or there's some philosophical explanation for it. That's basically what we used to call back in the day called moosin'. All right, moosing is a term basically to describe when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're basically moosing, okay? And I've watched so many people over the years teach classes and not know what the fuck they're talking about, but, but stand up there and bullshit, bullshit their way through it just to make themselves, you know, because they, they, you know, the, the, the downside of their ego takes over. They gotta, they're too embarrassed to just say they don't fucking know or they'll do more research or they'll go gather more data on the subject. I've watched people bullshit. I told me, we've sat in classes where we've heard people break down stuff on esoterical orders. Now, we've we sat in classes, and we've been members of these orders for years, but we don't walk around announcing it. We don't say something. I sat in a class one time by a very prominent person on the conscious experience, saying I won't say the name because it's irrelevant, was invited, sat there, and I listened to this individual go into this whole deep, breakdown on OTO, and, 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 and it was all bullshit. Now, I'm sitting there, you know, a fourth-degree initiative OTO, and I'm listening to this dude like, he has no fucking clue what he's talking about. And I knew exactly where he was getting the information, what books he was reading, shit he pulled up off the Internet, and that's all speculation and theory. And that's why we said in the beginning of the show, if you really want to be able to correct the information in those orders and elaborate on it and give you a breakdown, become a member of those orders to gain the experience because you're never going to really know what goes on inside of any of those sacred orders, Africanic orders, whatever you want to call them, until you have that experience. So if you're going to rely on YouTube videos and Google and other social media platforms as your sole source of authority, you're going to have a lot of people sitting there. And trust me, there's many people. Remember, a real black ad that works in the shadows. They don't. They never make themselves seen in this fictitious thing called light. They sit back. You're the type of individuals that will give you the rope and will watch you hang yourself. And I, I've watched it for many years. I give, somebody, I give them the fucking all the length of the rope they need to hang themselves just to show the ignorance and the stupidity. And they just sit back and go, okay, got to get past this. So let's talk about light and darkness, uh, Ravano Noon, To a black adept, in your definition, or as as a whole, and I know everybody perceives this differently. What is light and darkness?
1: Uh, <clears throat> to myself, light is an illusion. It's blinding and it's ca- confusion. And what I mean by that? All right, Let's put it this way: If we're all in a room and we're sitting there in darkness, uh, I don't know this next person, this other person. All of them can be right right near me. I wouldn't know what race they are, what nationality they are, none of that shit, right? It's just pure darkness in there. All I can do is I can feel that somebody's there or if I hear their voices. The minute the light goes on, now I see all these nationalities, these races, these different things. Now my my preconceived uh, notions, perceptions, and And ideas of people come into play, whether it 's my stereotypes, my prejudices all come up at that moment. Now you see all the confusion and all the things that arose from the light now, darkness to me, what is darkness? Darkness is being able to navigate within the darkest, deepest spheres of your subconscious and unconscious mind to be able to extract the necessary Elements that are key to your growth. Now, scientifically, it's been proven through science that when you look at darkness, darkness is effervescent. It's eternal. It is the composition of what this galaxy or universe is mostly made out of. The the universe, the galaxy, whatever you want to call it, is 95 about 92 to 95 percent dark energy, dark matter. Then there's only five percent that is considered light. Now, people clamor, fight, and argue, and judge people and condemn people because they're so dark, and it's all about the light, and light is the truth, and light is the way, and light is the love. But they're arguing about 5% of an illusion that really is so minuscule in the big grand scheme of things that they can't see that what they're really doing is taking the object away from themselves and dealing with their darkness, dealing with those aspects of ourselves we hide, we don't uh, confront, we don't deal with. And turning it outward and looking at everything is so fruitful and lovely and caring. And then when something like a hurricane hits, a tornado hits, see, the devil made that happen. See, you understand, that's that's people's evilness that created that. Or that's, you know, the, the, the voodoo practitioners or the Santeria practitioners in the islands. That's why Puerto Rico got fucked up because a lot of people there, see, these, these all these things are created by people who are light-siders because the first thing they want to do is judge anything that is not what they're about as being dark, bad, or wrong. However, what they're really doing is deflecting from their in- eternal darkness inside of them that they're afraid to deal with and afraid to confront and contact about that part of ourselves that is the most heinous, the most rageful, the most perverted, the most primal, the most angry, the most whatever you want to deal, not deal with, we run from that aspect and bury it deeper and deeper deeper in darkness. To me, darkness is something that is eternal, that is something that we exist in on a consistent basis. Even when the sun is shining, we're still sitting in darkness, because all around the Earth is darkness. All out there is darkness. But why is it this light is so made to be so lovely and beautiful? Because when the light goes off, you're back to two things. And Beniti alluded to this earlier. When the light goes off, you're back to two things. You know what those are? Being alone and death. That's right. Death. Because the lights go out when you die, supposedly. The lights go out, (laughs) meaning your eyes are no longer affected by these, uh, uh, you know, it's not affected by the prism of light. There is no light. It's all gone. Your eyes are closed. There's no reflection in this physical realm anymore. So people are afraid of death. Why do you think they're afraid of cemeteries in the in the dark in the nighttime? Because it's all about synonymous with death and demons and darkness and, and chaos and evil. And then they're afraid of their loneliness because when when they're alone they feel darkness, they feel darkness coming and, and consuming them. Is consuming them and devouring them so this is I think what the major reason people are afraid of the dark but is because they never understood themselves and if you don't understand yourself you tend to run every which way but dealing with yourself the hardest thing I have ever had to share with a person is that it's like okay go into that part of yourself that you're most afraid of. And then they bring up something to the surface. And then you tell them, okay, now you brought it to the surface. What's next? The hardest thing to get them to see is that you don't stop there because now you saw what it was that's been, you know, blocking you all your life. What do you do next? You, you've got to go deeper into that part of yourself to understand how it got there, how it affects your life, and how it will continue affecting your life unless you gain control over it. But people don't want to do that because I'd rather be, you know, the fucking pimp daddy of the year than have to deal with, well, the reason I'm a pimp daddy is because I have no trust in human beings or I have no trust in women as a man, so I will never be in one relationship. you understand that? This is is a part of what people hide, so instead of dealing with that shit, I would just be a player. You understand? Because that's a part of that's a part of yourself that you never have mastered. You just buried it and just ignored it and then you think it's gonna go away because you go to church and say hallelujah you cast a ghost, roll around on the ground, or you go to the masjid and look at somebody's ass in front of you doing prostrating, I mean prostrating for seven five to seven times and you, and this you know this nigga's ass party stinking but you do it because you're trying to what reach and connect to Allah to hide that part of yourself right so you know that i mean this the real issues these people run from their own issues all the time and that's the part that is considered dark and deep and mysterious hollywood capitalizes off of that cuz they create these these horror movies to really show you the collective unconscious mind of human beings and how fucked up it really is you don't you people, you, you think that these these people that come up with these um these horror movies are just hideous grotesque human beings Nah, most of them are very normal human beings, but the, what they did or what they were able to do was tap into that part of us that we don't deal with that creates these grotesque monsters, these serial killers, and things of that nature. Because the more you stay in the light, the more you refuse to see what life is really about. I'll I'll close it with this. And what do I mean by the more you stay in the light, the more you refuse to see what life is all about. If you stay in the light, you want to hug trees all day, you want to chase butterflies and hold them and hug them and kiss them. You want to meet fairies and go and take fairy powder packs and shit, right? But then you refuse to see that earthquakes are just as much of nature as anything else. Tornadoes are just as much as nature as anything else. See, we, em- we embrace the beautiful sunny day, but we get depressed when it's rainy and cloudy. Why is that? Why is that? Think about that shit and how much that programming has affected us. If it doesn't rain, especially here in Florida, we would overheat. Understand? If it didn't rain here, we would overheat, and it would, the heat would get worse and worse. It's the rain that keeps it cooler here. If it wasn't for that, the heat would just continue rising and rising and rising. So, you gotta. My thing is. You can't have a sunny day all the time. And because of that, you got to look at what, what nature is really all about. Nature is about predator and prey. Nature is about feeding off of each other. We only see this because we created this illusory world as human beings outside of, you know, uh, nature. But when you really get into nature, it's all about the predator and the prey. There's always an animal feeding off of another animal. There's always something being destroyed to create something else. That's that's real reality. But we have this fake illusion where, oh, you know, that's not how we operate as humans. It has to be like this. Bullshit. You still do the same thing. You're just doing it in so-called nicer fashion. But it's still the same exact thing as predator and prey. You just refuse to look at it like that because Jesus saved you or God loves you so, or whatever else you think, but you're still under the same mentality because you're a part of nature. As much as you think you're not, you are more a part of nature than you really realize.
2: That's one point. Yep. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, the microcosm, macrocosm. That's important to understand. We touched a little bit on that last, uh, well, two weeks ago. But on the light thing, I want to I wanna add this. And, and basically, <laughs> Whether you were aware of it or not, you basically just explained the whole Dark Tower movie. And I just want to segue that in real quick because if you have or have not seen the movie, uh, I'll just give you the jest. I'm not gonna, I don't want to ruin it. Eh, who gives a fuck? I'm not gonna ruin it for you. But if you have not seen it, but the Dark Tower, the main concept of the movie is you have two central characters uh, or key figures. You have Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey's so-called is the evil men in black, as they refer to. And he's referred to as a warlock slash wizard because of his, uh, you know, strong magical powers, quote-unquote. Idris Elba is referred to as a gunslinger, right? He's supposed to be the guy that represents slaying evil. But Now, here's the subliminal now. They both wear black. You got to pay attention to that. See When you're watching these movies, there's messages on top of messages being conveyed simultaneously. So I'm like, wait a minute. They're referring to the men in black as being evil, but Idris Elba, who represents good, he wears black the entire movie.
1: And so did his father.
2: Yeah, so did his father. So there's a message in that in itself. Now, it's centered around this so-called dark tower is at the center of the universe. And what this does is keep all of the negative energy or the demons, what they classify as demons and dark forces, it keeps, the, the tower keeps everything centralized and keeps that energy out. And they have this symbol where they show, he refers to it as a map, and they show all these, he says, these are all these different realms and portholes and dimensions, and the tower keeps them neutralized and blocks any of those demons from coming through those portholes or dimensions, et cetera. I mean, there's more to it. I'm not going to get in depth if you haven't seen the movie, but the whole point is this. As you're watching, what the, again, we always say this, whether it's Doctor Strange, any of these movies you watch, pay attention to the symbi- symbolism and what the characters represent. So Matthew McConaughey really is a representation of everything we're talking about tonight. It's a representation of what we fear because that is a reality. And the whole movie is obviously about always chasing the bad guy down and trying to kill the bad guy, which that's the central character of every fucking movie. But in reality, when you look at the totality of what it represents, that's what we do on a daily basis. We try to put up this shield around us, this false protection or illusion, right? And those shields we put up, we could hide in a religious faith or a dogma or some type of spiritual system, all the things that Rabana Noon just mentioned. We think that that's going to shield us from not dealing with our true selves, which is the darker aspect of our subconscious mind. That's what this movie is really showing you. Don't look at the little physical symbolisms, because that's just on the surface. But this, what that movie is showing, what we do on a daily basis, because why, again, I said the title side, and is there a difference between God and the devil? No, they showed you that in the movie because both characters wore black, and everything has its origin in darkness, and they even say that in the movie, right? And let's address real light as opposed to artificial light that Ravana Noon just destroyed, Right? Assassin's Creed made a statement. One must go into the darkness to do the work of the light. Real light, I'm talking about real light to an adept of the black arts' intellect, okay? Not light that Ravonna Noon was just breaking down. That's the illusion. That's the shit that keeps you mentally enslaved. That's all the false nonsense, okay? So there is no difference. And they showed you that in the movie with the two characters. Both had their origin in darkness, one was able to embrace and deal with it, and you'll hear there's a lot of things that Matthew McConaughey says about death. In the very beginning, when, when uh, his father he says, death, can you see it? Can you feel it? And he says, no, you can't, because when you close your eyes, it's all, there's nothing there. It's all gone. There's more he says after that. Watch it. And we, this just came up tonight. Now, this ain't a coincidence that we just I, I didn't see the movie. People have been telling me for the last you know, couple month or so, watch the movie, watch the movie. Something told me to watch it tonight. And I didn't even yeah. really know what the shit was about.
1: You know what's this? interesting? Mm-hmm. One real quick, what's interesting is he said there was a discussion between him and Idris Alba, right? And he said Death always wins. Now, think about that for a moment. Death always That's wins. Right. That's right. See, Idris Alba was symbolic of many people who do everything and anything to avoid death. They'll even go up to the mountains of the Himalayas in India seeking some transcendental, esoteric knowledge, you know, some ashram, some, some uh, Buddhist temple in Tibet, to all to avoid death so that they can become immortal, right? So that they can bypass death. But guess what? Death always wins, and death will always get what it wants, and death will always take you out when it's time, nothing you can do will avoid that time because death is eternal. Think about that. Next time you are people are confronting the reality of death, you'll start to understand it. That's the biggest 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 fear of everything. And the movie really showed that how everything was everything was done to avoid death. Everybody yep. ran from death and all yep. he did Matthew McConaughey, all he did was show that you can't run from death. And if you really listen closely, it, trust me, Jerselle was one of my favorite actors, but when you really listen closely, the, the the adversary, which is Matthew McConaughey, is always teaching more truth than the so-called good guy in the movie. They more are time. the ones who are teaching the more truth. But, see, they can't let it continue like that. Hollywood always has to bring the hero aspect, and this guy always wins over death or darkness. Bullshit. Because when you really listen closely, Matthew McConaughey was giving more of the truth and showing how people are afraid. And he was like, the difference between me and you, Idris Elba, is he said we're more alike than you think. The difference is I've embraced who I am and what I am. You still haven't. Okay, right. you still haven't embraced that fact. So That's I just right. wanted to say that real quick.
2: And, 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 and I want to finish with, you know, two things on that. And the light thing, I want to wrap that up and then move on. But, um, and another key thing that he said I mean, when, I mean, in that same conversation, well, he says it actually twice in the movie. The magic of the wizard works on everybody except, he says, it doesn't work on just advocate because he's stubborn. That's why he was saying, you're more like me, meaning you have the same power, the same ability. But like you were saying, Ravano, they spend, good guys always trying to find a way to stay alive. Now, here's the illusion. Eternal life, the first stage or step to eternal life is death. See, so people got to twist it. By you prolonging, and again, I'm not saying, let me make this clear, because, you know, you got some nutheads out there, unfortunately. I don't want you to misinterpret what I'm getting ready to say. I am by no means not telling you to speed up your physical death. You know, live live a long and prosperous life, but when it's time, it's time. But remember, every day you live here on the physical realm, you come closer to death. You're dying every day. You come out through the womb of your mother, and you become closer to death. When you're birthed into the physical world, it's really the realm of death. And what we're determined, what we're, describing the, as the realm of the dead is really the realm of the living or eternal life. This is why when you do work on this path with crossroad deities, spirits of the dead are like La Santa Muerte, Baron, Va- you know, Baron LaCroix, uh, all these different spirits of the dead, they are that connection. They are that gateway from this realm, the realm of the dead, to the realm of eternal life or the realm of the living. Okay? So that's another illusion that's backwards. That's always presented As a false concept this is not you're not living if you think what you're determining on this physical realm is living you're not living you're dying every day every time you're breathing air you're closer to death now I'm not going to sugarcoat for you that is a reality and on the light thing when we say light represents intellect to a black adept knowledge right Dark Light Consciousness by Doctor Edward Bruce Bynum breaks it down in depth. We've had him on the show several times. Get that book if you don't have it. Dark Light Consciousness. Okay, this is what it means when it says the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. In the Bible, that's a Masonic term. It's Masonic. It just people don't realize they don't tap into that real intellect or that divine power of their mind, until they're in that darkness, till they work out of that chaos and master themselves. This is what this is all talking about. It's the same thing like when Ravana Noon was saying a couple minutes ago about being blindfolded in these rituals. Look at the end of apprentice degree on the Freemasonry, the first degree. And anybody that's traveled through the lodge knows that at the end of the ritual, the, when the blindfold is removed and they say, let there be light, like Ravanan said, that's when all the confusion really starts. Because one, there's the physical confusion. When, when, when you know, light hits the eyes, you got to, you know, take a moment to, to adjust because the light is blinding, which is, a, which is part of that confusion. But then a key thing that Ravonna said, then all of your prejudices and fears and stereotypes and all those things start coming to the surface because now in the light, you start to become embedded in that confusion. Whereas when you were in the darkness, blindfolded, you relied on the pure intellect. <clears throat> you couldn't see with the two physical eyes, <clears throat> but you relied on what we call this third eye, your mind. Your mind is what guides you through the ritual because you started to use your senses. What's that, you know, what's the sound? Like, I feel the presence of people around me, etc. All those things, the influx of those thoughts start racing through your mind because now you're using the real intellect. And this is why, again, in a lot of those sacred orders, and I bring up uh, the Assassin's Creed because in, 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 in that movie you heard that phrase, in the order, it's, 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 it's said, and that's used in a lot of orders. One must go into the darkness to do the work of the light. You can't just say, oh, come into the light. It's about light and love. Well, how the fuck can you differentiate between light and darkness if you've never really experienced the darkness? So what is light and darkness? What is right and wrong? What is good or bad?
3: What is God and devil?
2: It's all fucking illusion created by the individual. And it becomes a reality when that individual accepts it as their own personal truth, but then get upset when another individual will not accept it the same way that they do. And this is where we have conflicts and debates and nonsensical arguments over nonsense and bullshit because at the end of the day, it's all personal faith, belief, and opinions. And to be successful on this path Especially when working, not, not I'm not just talking about group rituals, when you're working your personal ritual, and that's where you have your most productive growth, when you're doing your own personal work, you have to come to the table and put all of that aside, because it will affect the quality of your work and the results you get. Because when you work and tap into the subjective realm, there is no limitation, there is nothing Bizarre, beyond bizarre, or or, or 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 dogmas, or rules and restrictions when you work with your subject brown.
1: So you have
2: to check all that at the door, all of it, regardless of what personal beliefs and, and, and dogmas you accept. When working as an adept of the black arts, that shit is all out the window. And that's the toughest part. And then where, what happens, what, what usually happens, you start seeing. And a lot of the rituals that we're going to, or working in, or heading down the road now deals with using a lot of mind power, a lot of mind energy. A lot of it is mental. And some people can't deal with that because if it's not tangible, they can't make sense out of it. And as you become deeper on this path and go deeper and gain more experience, you're going to find out why we always refer you to the sac- sacred principles, seven principles of Tahuti especially the first one, all is mental. Mental is all, because it all has its origin in the mind. And if you can't grasp that concept, you're going to get stuck. If you're still worshiping external things outside of yourself, you're going to get stuck. If you still think there's some unforeseen force controlling every aspect of your life, you're going to get stuck. If you think when something bad's happening to you, it's some negative Evil energy, you're going to get stuck. You're going to get stuck because
3: <clears throat>
2: you become indoctrinated with these belief systems. And what gives it power is your personal belief in it, your personal belief. So if you believe that something bad is happening to you, you know that old saying, so a man think of the is. So if you start really believing and accepting in your mind that something bad is happening to me, somebody is doing something to me, guess what? It starts to become a reality because you are the God that gives it life. You are the God that gives it energy and power, just your thoughts. Thoughts carry energy, and if you don't think that that's a reality, then how the fuck does stress give somebody a nervous breakdown? It gives somebody a nervous breakdown because they're putting so much thought power to stuff that's stressing them out to the point where it affects their body, not just physically where they become sick, but they have a mental breakdown. The central nervous system doesn't function correctly. So they say they have a nervous and a mental breakdown. So if you don't think thoughts carry energy, you don't think the power of thought is a reality, then obviously you don't understand shit. See, nobody wants to talk about that part of it. Everybody wants to get into all this historical bullshit. I couldn't give two flying fucks about we were first, we're the original, this dynasty, this and that, the ancient Egyptians were the original, original this, first this, first that, fuck all that shit. Because in 2017, it's doing absolutely fucking nothing for us, okay? How do you – after having said all that, then what? Is that making any change? Other than, okay, you know a historical fact. Who gives two flying chips? Where's the work? Where's the results? Where's the progress? Where's the change? Everybody's screaming change, but nobody wants to go through any transition to change. How can you have change without a great transitional period? It just doesn't happen. And it's, it's bigger than walking around saying, I'm a god, I'm a goddess, I'm this, I'm original that. And just because you wear fucking dashikis and big-ass onk and African jewelry, that don't make you shit. That just makes you look the part. But you ain't fooling us what's up inside that head and inside that heart. Any true black ad that can see right through that. You know, we can smell them a mile away. The hotel, Palafias, Shalom, Assalamualaikum. they ain't doing, you know. They got, they got all. Oh, they looked the part on the outside. Ain't nothing going on upstairs. All fucked up. But the only person they're deceiving is themselves because that shit doesn't impress us. You can wear all the African attire you want. doesn't impress us. You can quote the Metuneter. You can quote, you know, uh, IFA texts whatever the fuck you want. But all I, well, my next question to you is, Where's the example of what you're talking about based on the results?
1: And the results
2: should be a reflection in the lifestyle you lead every day. We don't do this shit every, every other Thursday night and play a cultist. We do this shit 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's a way of life is what we do. You live, eat, breathe, shit, and piss this. We don't put on baphomet chains and pentagrams and walk around trying to be all dark and dreary. That's a bunch of bullshit, too. Because then you got that crowd, too. You got that fake bullshit. Remember, real black adepts move in the shadows where they can't be seen. Told old Sam, right? You heard in the rap world, real bad boys move in silence, right? It's always that Negro you knew back in the day in school that talked mad shit. And 90% of the shit he was talking about, he never did. He talked about all the girls he was banging. He wasn't banging nobody. Talk about all the dough he was making. Nigga, look if he had $20 in his pocket. Okay. You can always spot a fool. All you gotta do is, when a fool is around, and if nobody's talking and you're the only one talking, guess who's the fool? Because <laughs> I'll sit, I'll listen to a fool for hours. Because you can learn from a fool now. All you gotta do is just listen. Because even a fool can teach you something. But most people don't look at it like that. We get into we get into an ego, uh, 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 ego uh, thing. We want to debate. What I, know is, no, what I know is more superior to what you know. No, what I know is right. What you know is wrong. Everybody gets caught up in this me, 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 I, 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 I'm right. What I know is right. What I study is right. And then that just becomes a big, it becomes a bulk of just bullshit. And here's the reality. On this path, the only person you need to convince is yourself. Let's say that again. If you got to walk around spend your free time arguing and debating with people about what you know to convince them of what you know, then you ain't about shit. Somebody that's on this path, the only person they need to convince is themselves. And how they convince themselves is real simple because they get results to confirm that what they are doing is actually working. And we get this question all the time, what should I, what should, I should and should not be doing? And to me, that is like a stupid-ass question. If the answer is real simple. Do whatever gets your results. That's my answer to that question. And you need to figure out what that is. Real simple. Take a, take a stock of yourself and say, I've been doing this. I've been doing this practice. Or I practice this system of spirituality. If you haven't changed on a wide-scale level and gotten any results, then guess what? It's time to move on to something else. And keep working until you... you found a method that works for you, that's what you need to keep on doing. See, what people want to do is when they ask a question like that so vague, they think there's one, like, here, read this book. Everything you need to know is in this book. Follow this book to the T. You will have the perfect system of what you should and should not do. That's a question that's going to vary from individual to individual because some things that you may not be doing or don't work for you might work for the other person and vice versa based on necessity and need or what's going on around you or where you're at in your, quote, unquote, spiritual evolution, whatever you want to call it. So that's not a question that is going to be identified. And, and the same for everybody. That's not a, you can't ask a question like that because there is not a one systematic way of doing anything. And this is why a lot of these religions and philosophies don't work it just does not work and this is why people bounce around leave one thing go to another they think they're going to find the truth there and then when, they, when it doesn't meet their expectations and they get disappointed they go on to something else and most of them spend their whole lives chasing something that doesn't even exist when if they just would have realized everything they, they were looking for was within themselves they wouldn't have wasted all that time and energy following people and belonging to these groups and organizations and Putting these leaders up on pedestals, making them savior figures and messiah type figures, and they follow some, you know, Dr. York's gonna lead you to the planet risk, and Farrakhan's gonna take you to the mothership. You're a slave, man. How does that differ from any other form of slavery? If you put your soul salvation in the hand of one individual, you're a straight jackass. If you really believe that one individual has the ability, Fix everything that's wrong about you, and, and, and look how weak and pathetic you are as an individual because you're too weak and pathetic to do it yourself as a cop-out. You want to you wanna just sit around, shift that to somebody else, and think they're going to make it all okay for you. Just think of how stupid that sounds, and how does that different from a Christian belonging to a church and waiting for the rapture? How is that fucking different
1: if you're waiting
2: for Farrakhan, a doctor, you have to take you to outer space? How the fuck is that different? Never get a logical answer on that. And if you, I don't, look, I heard all, all, all the loony bird shit. He speaks to many different entities. He's into, why are these motherfuckers always, they're the only one that can speak to these spirits and entities and deities. They're the only ones. But when someone steps forward and say that, they're labeled as crazy, right? And then when you label them crazy, you get ostracized and attacked. So they can't be crazy either. But here's the sad thing, and here's where the mental slavery comes in. If you accept another person's personal experience, then you're just as stupid, because that is a form of mental slavery. You can't confirm somebody else's personal experience unless you went through the same exact experience. So if somebody comes forward and says, yeah, you know what, last night I spoke to an him. I spoke to a gray." and you go, oh, wow, that's deep, that's heavy, and you accept it. How does that differ from somebody accepting a faith or a belief, or a religious concept. It's no different. Because if you didn't talk to that same alien, experience that same thing, then that's not a reality to you. So why are you passing it on as truth? You want to know why? Because that's the conditioning of indoctrination and mental slavery. We don't deal with any of that bullshit. To the side. Kick it to the side. Doesn't work. But anyway, I want to there's anything else you want to add to that, brother, Vavon, I, mean, I think we're going to get to the phones and... Uh... Go, nah, uh, take, well, nah. go ahead
1: and take the phone. Take the phone.
2: All right. All right. So what we're going to do now is for the last 30 minutes of the show, we're at the 1030 hour. And uh, what we'd like to do in the last portion of the show is kind of go to the phones, take some questions, calls, comments. Um, and, again, let me, let me say this. I want, I want to make this clear. I know a lot of people will call and say, I'm, I'm just listening to the show. Great show. That's good. But we want people to add to the dialogue. You know, share something. I'm not saying get into some long out, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. But add to the build. And we're not telling you to agree with everything we're saying because that, there's no way you can possibly agree with everything we're saying because you might be at a different level in your spirituality where you may not have had the same experiences. So we're not asking anybody to agree with everything we're saying. We're not asking you to like or love. That's personal. Whether you like love it, that's some personal shit. I really couldn't care about that. That's something you've got to come to grips with, with yourself. But add something to the build, you know. Uh, get some input. Ask a question. Uh, you know, unless you're in a situation. I know some people listen at work and they can't really talk. I get all that. But the objective of when we're doing a show, we're not doing a show because we're looking for followers. The last thing I want is a motherfucker following. Follow me for anything. We're trying to stimulate. That's why it's called awakening universal minds. What does that mean? We're trying to wake motherfuckers up, stimulate their, their minds, so they can look at things a different way. That's why we do the show. So we want people to share their experience, maybe even share a brief experience with us, you know, that maybe is connecting with something that we talk about on the show. Uh, you know, share, share or, or it'll give something to the bill is what, we, what we're basically trying to say. Um, so what we're going to do now, we're rotating. Not too much going on in the chat, most everybody on the phone. Um, I don't want to ask you to really anything, any, any questions. If you are in the chat and you have a question, uh, you can go ahead and type those questions in and, and we will address them if you're in the uh, chat online there. Um, if you are on the call, again, we just want to make it clear, make sure your phone is unmuted. We have to go over this every week. Uh, if you do not have a name and you did not register with TalkShoe.com, we do suggest you do that because when you have a screen name, it's easy for us to call you by your screen name. Um. When you just come in with no registration, we just see the state you're calling from. So we do have people on from multiple from the same state. So if we call your state, um, your phone, if it is unmuted, just speak, and that would be you. Um, But we do encourage you to register and get a screen. and Make sure your phone is unmuted because when we get to you, if you do have it on mute, sometimes people forget it's on mute, and we're calling them, and we can hear them, but they can't hear us. Uh, they, well, because their phone is blocked, they can hear us, but that's why when they respond, we can't hear them because it's on mute. Um, if you are in the chat and you would like to get on the phone, if you go right to the bottom of your uh, your chat log box, you will see the calling number with the caller ID and the pin. The call number, the calling is one seven two four triple four seven triple four. Then it's going to ask you for a call ID, and that call ID you'll see it right next to it, which is one three four. 778 pound symbol and that's going to ask you for the pin number which is the number one and the pound symbol so if you if you are in the chat online and you would like to get on a call and uh, call in that's the way you want to do it um, for those that are in the call uh, we're just going to go right in order I don't go in any particular order I just, I just take them as they come um, so let's go ahead and go to the phones and let's bring in our first call to see if let's bring in Looks like uh, we got Brother Duma, 730. Let me see if I can get him in. Hold on. Hold on one second, man. My fingers on this damn. I'm using the tablet tonight, so bear with me. All right. There we go. Brother Duma, 730. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, we got you, brother. Had a little, little hard time unplugging. What's going on? Talk to us. What you got?
3: Hey, how y'all brothers doing tonight?
2: Man, we doing um, good. We doing good.
3: This is a, definitely a, a good subject. I know for most it might be a little elementary but sometimes it has to be uh reinforced. Right. That, you know, we have to uh eliminate that concept God and devil concept correct uh, out of our out of our systems that we've dealt with for so long and sometimes that's hard. You know, right. um even when you, you uh you're going through uh the process of of uh of going through uh, new concepts or or grasping onto new concepts. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. hard to grasp those things, but you just have to push through it. Um, I can say for myself, though, you know, being that I've been through certain groups and things of that nature, um, just the whole thing with uh, cats and massage like uh, things, I can never really grasp it. I was more there for the information Mm because I was basically an information junkie. Right. So, you know, once I, you know, once I got fed up and my mind said, you know what, it's time for me to do something else, I just didn't know what the next step was going to be or the next avenue. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, just uh, basically drifted and didn't really do too much, sold a lot of my books and CDs and, and, you know, that was about basically it.
2: But, but let me say, let me say this real quick on that note. You did mm-hmm. see there's no saying do without doing, but nobody really knows what that means. It doesn't mean like you just literally sit back and don't do anything. You like you mm-hmm. said, you came to a, a a certain awareness that it was time for a change. In that alone was doing something. Like you say, even though if you might have laid low for a little bit, like you say, you kind of were, you know. And a lot of people that you know go through you know spiritual changes like that. there there, there are those periods, quote unquote where they might be in a state of neutrality, where they're not really doing too much, they're just kind of drifting. But right. in that, in that of separation is tremendous mental growth. That's, that's a form of what we call the isolated consciousness.
3: But mm-hmm. I guarantee
2: you if you reflect back when you at that period, I guarantee there was a lot of influx, there was a lot of things going through your mind, a lot of things you were trying to piece together, like you said. You are yeah. trying to yeah. figure out your next move. But anyway, I just want to throw that in there. Because we have to look, reflect back on those moments. They were some of your actual most powerful moments of growth. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, that
3: that just uh, tied everything together for me. Because at that moment mm-hmm. I did try to say, okay, what makes sense to me and what didn't make sense to me when I was there in those groups. So, you know, I learned to be able to be the type of person who uh, who takes in what works for me and throw away the rest of it. You know, whereas well when you're in a group you're told to take everything in and everything is supposed to be right and exact. Well but if that that doesn't job well with your own personality you're still supposed to take it on. But that's uh a reality to to who you truly are. Because somebody else is forcing their their mind upon you. Where uh you literally taking somebody else's mind and disregarding your own intuition mm-hmm. on certain things when things right. come up.
2: Right. Excellent, excellent point. Uh, Ravana Noon, anything you wanted to add to that, brother? Did we lose you? Ravana Noon, you're here? No, you I'm, I'm here. Oh. I'm
1: here. I'm good. I'm okay. Good.
2: All right. Uh, but Brother Duma, 730, brother, we appreciate it, man. And that, that's some excellent points. Um, and I'm glad you shared that with us, especially the part about, like you say, when you went through it. And I think, see, we we tend to just disregard, not you, I'm not saying you, but people tend (laughs) to disregard that what you, when you reflect back on it now, what I mean is when you go through those moments that you think were, whether some people might label certain moments in their life as difficult moments or like Mm -hmm. a transitional point, as you said, you're going to find out when you really reflect back and look at it now from a different perspective based on what you know now, you're going to find out that's when a lot of the growth took place, whether you were conscious of it or not, because it started with step one, the awareness. Like you mm-hmm. said, you reached a certain point where you became aware it was time for a change, which mm-hmm. shows that you were tapped in on some level. Uh, maybe at the moment when it was going on, you couldn't clearly identify it, but that's okay. Um, right. but that's, that's a good point. I appreciate you sharing that with us though, for real.
3: Thank you guys for having me on. All
2: right. We appreciate it, brother. All right, let's go online. Uh, I think Brother Seth I had typed in something, a.k.a. Brother Mike. Uh, shout out to Brother Mike. Uh, all right, so he makes a couple uh, comments here, statements, uh, which are, make some good points here. Uh, he says, for me, moving to this path from a religious background is very challenging. And let me stop there for a second, and that's why, like Brother Doom at 730 said, even though the topic so maybe those more advanced on this path might seem elementary. But occasionally, and he hit it right on the head, and this is kind of why we felt the need to do it. Every now and then you need to revisit it because there's still that effect there. There's still that trauma of this topic on people's subconscious minds, whether they're conscious of it or not. And like and Brother Mike Seth Adams is saying here, you know, those challenges are always there. And then he goes on to say, once I begin to understand through my work, I really had to get rid of my religious misconceptions. God and the devil devil tend to dissipate from my mind. Looking back makes you realize how kindergarten these religious dogmas or understandings are to me. To me, working the left-hand path frees you from the fictitiousness we call truth, and that's an excellent point. Uh, really not much you could add to that. That's right on point, point. and again, that's the reason why, one comes on this path, or, or as we call it, the path of self-mastery. That's what it's about. People say, what's the point? Why, what, what's the point of, 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 of practicing this? What's the point of doing these rituals? What's the point of doing all the spiritual work? That and all those reasons are. Because remember, ritual, the purpose of doing a ritual, whether it's individually or collectively as a group, is to create some type of growth and transformation within you. And the effects of it should constantly stay with you, where you can draw back upon the ritual. You're going to find out certain rituals you go through, you can draw upon that experience to get you through future situations in life, because it leaves a lasting impression on the subconscious mind, again, whether you're conscious of it or not, and two, whether you trained and disciplined yourself the ability to re back into that when need be. This is why we do what we do. It's that simple, all right? All right, so let's go back to the phones. Right, let's go to the next caller. Hey, before I do that, anything you wanted to add to that, Brother Ravana?
3: Nope.
2: All right. Let's go to the phone. The next caller we got on this one, already has got a name here. Let's see. Pop it up. All right, we got Kendrick on the call. Anybody that can hear me? Kendrick. Oh, just listening. Good show, though, guys. All right, brother. We appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's see. We'll go to the next call. Let's see if we can grab the next one here. Uh, This one says, uh, let me unplug it. Scott, bear with me, people. I'm on this tablet, man. You know, the tablets can be sometimes. Uh, Northeast California. Anybody there from Northeast California?
0: Yes, there is somebody here.
2: All right, we can hear you loud and clear, loud and clear. Good feed this time.
0: Yeah, I put my um I took my speaker off because, you know, sometimes it don't hurt, you know, to say we need uh-huh. some input. So I put my headphones on so I could add a little bit. But I wanted to say I am really enjoying the show. Uh-huh. Uh thank you, brother Beniti, brother Ravana You guys are just, you know, really, really getting the creative juices in my mind going. And um
2: yeah.
0: what I wanted to uh Talk about, or, or was Ad? Um, my brother, uh, Ravana Noon, was talking about, you know, being a uh, conformist versus a non-conformist. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was growing up, I had an uncle and an aunt, and they were uh, they were twins. And my uncle, he introduced me to the world of comic books. And uh, back then, he used to read this comic book called Mad Comic Book. Y'all remember that comic book? Well they still mad is still uh being still being published today. You know Mad Comic okay. Book? Yep. Yeah. So uh my favorite cartoon in Mad comic book was they would uh they would always show you what the difference was between the conformist and the non conformist. And they would have this big old huge crowd, there would be the the conformists, and then they would have this little strange group of little people, and they would be the nonconformists. And I looked at that, and uh, Brevanna Moon brought that back to my mind because that was one of my, the cartoons that always stuck with me. Now, my aunt, she introduced me to the world of religion because, you know, she was, you know, trying to be different, and that one in the family that, you know, branched out from Christianity, and she went towards Islam. Mm. And so I did that. My mother and father had a fit. So, you know, of course, I wanted to do that more, even though they raised us on universal law. So, you know, though, I was saying, you know, raise up the child in the way they should go. When they get old, they return to it. So after mm-hmm. giving, like, 25 years to religion, I had to turn around and come back to universal law. Nope. Now... The thing that has been so important to me is is one of the reasons why I come to the show. Um, even though I don't really conform to the light versus dark thing, I really like to stay in between because I, in my personal journey, I know that I'm both, and you know I have to deal with the positives and the negatives, the light and the dark. And really, you know, it's all the same thing the way I see it. But one of the things that has been really important to me is being able to share with somebody a little bit of something that might, like like the name of the show, is, you know, Awakening, awakening Universal Minds, and this is why. Because I'm mm. in California, you know, we just had these uh, wildfires, right?
2: Yes, yes, seen it all over the nose, yep.
0: Right, now... Right at the beginning of the wildfires, I'm looking at it. I'm monitoring it. And my man, you know, he's like, why do you keep looking at it? And I said, I can't stop looking at it. I don't know why. I'm looking for something. And then they start showing the pictures of these uh, houses, right, houses with trees that are standing around the damn houses. Now, how do you have a fire where the trees, we're talking pine trees, are standing up? and the houses are disintegrated. No rubble, no nothing.
3: Mm. You know,
0: they're just like somebody just video game, zam, bam, boom, you out of here. Wipe the whole slate clean, and it's it's a wrap. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, wait a minute. That's not right. You know, there's something very, very wrong with this picture. And I'm telling my husband, I said, this is some bullshit. How does it be not burn mm. like this? It's not fire season. And I'm just going down the line. I'm saying, this is some fucking smart meters. This is some shit. And then later on, everybody starts talking about it. Who is, to some degree, y'all got to keep my GPS is i working. Who is, to some degree, conscious? But the messed up part about it that is really, really saddening that I've been working on with them myself, because I know all you can do is, you know, try to drop a seed on somebody if you have an opportunity. Is, is that all these people are talking about? All these other distractions, you know, from, you know, uh, Trump not saying, you know, the right thing to the widow mm-hmm. and, and right. the soldier and the not in the knee. And I'm like, y'all see that these motherfuckers is like, got uh, y'all out of existence over here, and nobody is saying nothing. And so I said to myself, well, the next best thing for me to do is uh, if I could share it with somebody who might listen, drop a seat, uh, right. leave it alone, and just continue to uh, put my cloaking device around me, because mm-hmm. these people are really out here. They're not playing. And if you're not thinking in terms of what you can do to, uh, you know, reinforce your station or uh, put some protection around you, you're just going to get wiped out, and the masses won't know, they won't know, they won't see anything. It'll right. be like, oh, well, you know, and my man, he keeps like, why do you keep watching? And I said, you're right. I said, you're absolutely right. I'm trying to, you know, pull myself back from it, but at the same time, it's just so like, wow. You know, same thing with religion, same thing with anything else that you can think of that people just, cling on to, and they're not tuning in or tapping into their higher self, which is, to mm-hmm. me, the best counsel I have is my higher self,
3: my that's lower right. self,
0: dealing with my higher self each and every day to become more aware because <laughs> that's all I can do is try to, you know, drop a seed. and I appreciate you, brothers, because that's what y'all do. For right. me, that's why I come to this show, and yeah. I appreciate you and your guests and anybody else and everybody who contributes. So I just want right.
2: to put my little, you know, put my little energy in there. Nah, thank well, you, we appreciate. <laughs> no, nah, thank you. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for that input, and thanks for sharing how you feel. Uh, and, you know, probably the most important thing that you said was, and I'm glad you said stimulated, you know, the way you think and the way you look at things. And that, that's all. All we want to – the goal is simply, we just want to get you thinking and looking at things. Right on all levels. Now, again, not thinking and looking at them the way we look at them, but as long as you're looking at things from a, a whole different level, of, you know, from different ways, then, then we did our job. That's that's the key. That's so we
0: appreciate right.
2: it. We appreciate right. it. Thank you. All right.
0: You're
2: welcome. All right. Well, uh, I think we got Texas Tree Hug. We're going to get you in a minute to wrap this thing up. Um just going to make a couple quick announcements first while we do that. Um, so we're going we're gonna to wrap it up with you. Oh, well, we've got a few more minutes left. Uh, again, if you weren't on the show earlier, just a couple quick announcements. Uh, we do have a, a ritual, the Ritual of Triad of Darkness and Light. Uh, that ritual will be taking place, uh, not tomorrow, next Friday, October 27th at 7 o'clock at Cultural Expressions in Hollywood, Florida. Um, if you are attending that ritual, we need to get a confirmation by tomorrow because um, we do need to have a certain amount of items uh, per person for each ritual. Uh, so, if you are going to attend that ritual uh, and you would like to get the flyer with all the information on it for that ritual, you can email us at khnum19 at gmail.com and we will get that flyer over to you. Uh, and please, as I said earlier, if you were listening, do not email me and ask me what the ritual is about because uh, you won't get that information. Those that have emailed me know my response was simply, if you want to know what it's about, come to the ritual. And the only way you're going to experience and get what it's about is going through it. Nobody's going to tell you anything. Um, so that's that. Again, you can email and we'll get that fly over to you. Uh, having said that, let's uh, bring in, um are you outside again or something in the wind?
1: Yeah, I stepped out for real quick.
2: Yeah, just be careful because you're getting a lot of wind on your phone. I don't know, you know, if you're standing off. Um Anyway, all right, let's go to. Uh, did we get Texas Tree Hugger in? Hold on, bear with me on the tablet. Right, Texas Tree Hugger, can you hear me? Hello. Yes, you're in. Go ahead.
4: Hi, um, yeah, I'm another Texas resident. It won't oh. let me.
2: Do my real okay. name. Okay, no no, we get another we get another we get another caller that uh usually uh calls in from Texas and we, we that's where we usually think it is cuz it came from the same area. But anyway, go ahead, what you got for us?
4: Um I have a question about working with the energy of deities. I also mm-hmm. listened to Brother Panic too, and a okay. great example he was talking about was uh, DDs don't care about like 12 cups of water so they, uh, he says I'm like oh, Oshun's going to be mad at me if I don't give her her cup of water. Right. And he said to him, it's like saying that electricity like the electricity in your walls or lights are going to be mad at you just because you didn't give them an offering.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
4: But he also <laughs> says don't be stupid and put a fork in the socket or like foil in the microwave because it's right. not meant You it's just uh, it doesn't mix. So what is in working with these energies? What does it mean? Like what is the what is the foil to the microwave? If you can get if you get what I'm saying.
2: Well, that I means again, it's more so you know keep it keep it simple. Like I say, first and foremost, the whole idea like if you're dealing with E traditions, you know they they leave a lot of different offerings. What um, could be water for the for the, for the deities it could be fruit, and you know they actually literally believe that these deities are eating and taking these offerings, which is comical um, now some if he 's using the metaphor of the tin foil, obviously when you put tin foil on the microwave, obviously it sparks it it, it goes it goes on fire so you just you just basically have to be careful of how you're working with these energies. And that's what we were talking about earlier. I don't know if you were listening. Uh, in the very early portion of the show, there's no such thing as good or bad. Some some energies, just, you just need to know when to utilize them in the correct situations. They can be damaging or can cause problems for you if you do not know what you're doing. So in essence, some people get so caught up in all that EFA stuff, for an example, leaving offerings like, They believe if they don't do something for one of the orishi, like the orishi is going to get mad at them. Now that can literally happen to that person because again, they've accepted that so wholeheartedly in their mind that they really believe it. And they start to think something bad is going to happen to them. And something bad does happen to them. Not because the quote unquote deity was mad at them. It's just, they kept thinking something bad was going to happen and they brought it into existence themselves. So, it's just a metaphor to say you just gotta be gotta be alert and aware of what you're doing, because something that you're doing you think can be good, and a lot of people unfortunately in that tradition, and we know this from you know going through that. Being, I mean, I'm speaking of Oshun, That's 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 who I was initiated in, so I can tell you the mindset is just that. With some people, they become fanatical, they become religious, and it causes all types of problems for them. They literally believe. Like one of the orishis is mad at them for something and they, because they didn't do something. So it can just cause all types of self, And you know, I say self-created, it can just cause all types of self-created issues. So you've got to be careful with how you approach that. Now, unfortunately, some people just get too far gone. Um, they become too fanatical where sometimes it's hard to turn back. Uh, sometimes it takes a long period of time and um, sometimes it just never happens. And sometimes they just stay there. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. You can't, you know, this is not for everybody. And we tell people that. This this is not a path, you know, that is for everybody and that everybody's going to be able to accept easily uh, because they struggle with things like that. The, you know, the external things, worshiping things, you know, that just becomes an issue. So that's the way I would look at that.
4: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So um, how would I work with them correctly? Like, like, not, no. like not being the fork, you know, like mm-hmm. in the pocket. Well, again,
2: like, again, it's real simple. What they represent should just simply suit the need of the working that you're doing. So it just depends on how you work with them. I mean, I can only speak on how it works for me because, again, I'm just giving you a general idea if it was you or anybody else. you got to understand this. Mm-hmm. It's not the method is not going to be the same for everybody. There's not like one specific way to do it or work with it, because that's going to vary from individual to individual based on what they got going on in their life. So the way I work with them or or what works for me quite simply is whatever working I'm doing, as long as that deity is a representation of the type of or ties into the type of work that I'm doing, it's that simple. Then I utilize, that deity if i'm again trying to clear blockages or issues mental mental things or just blockages in my path mentally and spiritually i would work with a road clearing archetype like segment or Kali, you know or, or or the holy death so you just need to adjust what the archetype slash deity represents and as long as it is ties into the work you're doing, that's how you work with them correctly. I mean, that's how, that's what works for me. Now, other people might have a different methodology, and that's fine too. But again, um, I can only explain what works, you know, for me. I focus on what the archetype represents and tie it into my work.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes more mm-hmm.
2: sense.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, so do offerings actually matter or not really?
2: <clears throat> it only matters as much as you want it to matter. If you're doing it because you're making a connection, let's let's say with an archetype, but you're doing it because you feel like it's drawing you closer in the sense, not that you're worshiping it,
3: mm-hmm. but
2: if you're doing it in a sense that you're trying to embody what that archetype represents, and maybe you're giving them an offering that's affiliated with them on that level, that's one thing. But if you're doing it because you're trying to worship and you know and think that they're partaking of the offering, that's kind of spooky and religious. So I would simply say, on the lines of offerings, and because it does exist uh, on this path, because there's like like you say, there is a level of ancestral worship and in ancestral worship, which to me is a little bit different than offering it to an archetype because you're confirming you know, things that are connected to your bloodline. So long story short, I would just simply say, it depends on what context you're, you're giving an offering. Yeah. So it, that, yes, it just depends. Um, but I wouldn't recommend like saying I need to give, uh, you know, Oshun an offering and if I don't, she's going to be mad. At me. That's fucking just completely stupid. So yeah, I, I would look at it in that, in that regard.
4: Thank you. That makes sense.
2: Okay, no problem. All right. Anything else you got there? So we wrap this up. All right. Can you still hear me? Are you still there? Wait. Hello. Yes, I lost you for a minute. I, no, we. Were, I was just saying if you were finished because I I couldn't hear oh. you for a minute. Though.
4: Oh. Okay. Um. Dang, I have to save it for another time because I want the question to make sense. I was going to ask about like how do I um, speak to, let's say, ancestors, if I or if I just want to contact someone like, for example, like if I wanted to contact celebrities or anything like that.
2: Yeah, that one definitely. Old. We we definitely because we're going to be doing a show soon. Yeah, that that that's something we got to go into a little more in depth. That actually is a good question, but definitely. Hold that one, and then uh, yeah, we'll definitely get into it. There. There's a way we've actually done shows on that in the archives uh, that you can go back and listen to. But hold that one. We'll definitely address that if we try to we'll try to get you on a little bit earlier, um, so they don't so they don't cut us off because we only got a couple of minutes, and I don't want them to cut us off. But um, we'll hold, but we'll hold that, and uh, definitely try to present that if we forget present that the next time. I try to come on a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we can address that. Because how the call queue works, just so everybody's listening, you go in the call queue for everybody listening based on the time you enter the room. So it just goes in order. And then I just go down. I just go right in order. I don't go in any particular order when I take the phone calls. I just go right in order till we get through But anyway, hold that thought. That is a good question. And, and and the one you did ask, we do appreciate your feedback on that. And uh, we'll get to that one on the next call round. All right. Thank you All so much. Right. well no thank you. We appreciate you calling. Mm-hmm. All right, peoples. Uh we're running out of time. We're gonna wrap this puppy up for the evening. Um, Ravonna Noon, if you wanna come in real quick before we run out of time and uh go ahead and uh, give your contact
1: info. Sure. If y'all wanna reach me, you can reach me at dark ninety nine at outlook dot com. Once again, that's dark ninety nine at outlook dot com. If you can go on my YouTube page, Darker ninety nine, and you can uh, also reach me Google Plus at Dark ninety nine, and reach us through the Awakening Universal Minds Facebook page. Peace.
2: All right, appreciate it. Uh, and again, if you need to contact me, um, you can contact me at the same email address, uh, khnum nineteen at gmail.com. dot uh, You can also go onto my YouTube channel, uh, Mother Nubia Inc. Uh, on YouTube, uh, I have a bunch of videos up there. Well, over 200 videos up there on all the topics that we pretty much discussed tonight, you can also find links right here that connect you to the radio show. Uh, all the radio shows are archived on the Mother Nubia Inc. Google Plus page. Uh, that'll lead you here. Um, if also there's also information on there if you are interested in. Uh, consultations or private classes, um, I do offer that. The information to contact me is on there. Same email address. Um, you can set that up. I do ask for at least 24- to 48-hour notice because I kind of just take that in order. Um, so all that information is on there too. Uh, and again, the Facebook page that uh, Brother Ravonna Noon uh, mentioned, uh, that's Awakening Universal Minds on Facebook. Uh, you can drop us a line there for any comments, suggestions for a future show. Um, and, again, the event uh, on Friday, October 27th, 7 p.m., Cultural Expressions in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, if you would like information to attend that event, same email address, that's khnum19 at gmail.com. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Shout out to our international listeners. Always like to acknowledge them because I know they can't get on the call, but they do live stream it via Twitter, Facebook. Uh, some do on Google+. Plus. Um So shout-out to everybody in the Caribbean there, Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados. Um, If I missed anybody, apologize. St. Croix. Let me see what else we got here. St. Thomas. Uh, Shout-out to people in England, the Philippines, uh, Jagasu and the crew out there in Australia, uh, Canada. Um, Who else we got here? Ghana. Uh, As we said, we developed a – group of people that listen to us there in Ghana and West Africa. We appreciate you guys tuning in, listening uh, on a regular basis. Um, if I missed Brazil, if I missed anybody, uh, not intentional, but I just always like to give, uh, you know, shout-outs to the people that listen internationally and passing along the show to other people. Man, we greatly appreciate that. Um, appreciate all you here in the United States, too, not to downplay that. Uh, but you know, every now and then, I just like to acknowledge the international listeners that tune in on a weekend-weekend basis, and I do appreciate your emails. Uh, I do try to sometimes go out of my way because you guys can't ask your questions on the show. So if you are one of the international listeners and you can't get on the show via chat room or or um, on the call, feel free to email me, and I'll do my best. I can't get to everybody; it's just too time-consuming. But I try to try my best to address you. Um, appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll see you two weeks from now. Remember, we do the show every first and third week of the month. That's every first and third Thursday of the month. Keep that in mind. Uh, we do not do it every week anymore uh, due to a lot of stuff that we got going on. We used to do it every Thursday. Uh, but last month we went to a every other Thursday format. So, again, that's the first and third Thursday of the month, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, right here on Talkshoe.com. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Peace.